Uh, welcome everyone to episode six of the Warhammer podcast. I'm your host Parker, and I'm here with Jonas. Hello, my fellow. Fellow what? Friends. <laughs> All right, and um, so we took a little break for a bit, but you know now we're here, and we're gonna talk about something very important in the Warhammer universe. Um, as you may recall, I was kind of talking about how I was conflicted on whether I wanted to do Tyranids or Imperial Guard. And I finally made up my mind, and we're doing the Imperial Guard today. Or the Astra Militarum, as they're also known. Astro, so, the Astro Militarum, okay. Astra Militarum. So to open it up, I got this quote here. It's not... An official 40k quote. I think apparently this someone like online wrote this, but I still think it's very good. Um, this is apparently the last words of a guardsman as he holds held the line against an orc invasion. God. Somewhere in the universe, a coin flip lands on its side. Somewhere in the universe, a drop of water saves a life, and somewhere in the universe, a pebble stops a landslide. Maybe it is because someone believed hard enough. Maybe it's because everything is secretly fair. Maybe it's because the universe is a vast place. Yesterday I was cold. Yesterday I was hungry. Today I wanted to run away. Ah, yesterday I wanted to run away. And today I am going to believe hard enough. Today a pebble will stop a landslide. And today I am not going anywhere. Oh god. It's like one of those things you'd say up to the last stat. I mean, he is facing the orcs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there'll be much of you left if you face them. <laughs> so, who are the Imperial Guard? Like, what do you what do you think of when you hear that? I I, I chalk it up since it's Imperial Guard. It's like the ones who like in, in Warhammer. I'm guessing they're the ones who protect the you know the big man. <laughs> <laughs> The big man. In Not a way, the big man. In a way, they do. So the Imperial Guard slash the Astra Militarum are sort of the main army forces of the Imperium. It's oh, its army is made up of regular humans, which is kind of scary oh. to think about. Like, I don't want to just be a regular, unaugmented human being trying to fight an orc or a chaos space marine. No, I wouldn't. That's such a bad idea. Like, why? Why can't they just be space marine? All space marine. Well, because like, space marines are expensive. No, no, no. Yeah, they're expensive, but like, they're the main military force. Okay, I get it. And space marines are more of like specialty kind of like shock and awe kind of force, right? But like, what? What gives you the right... Who in the right mind? I in like us, regular meat bags of humans go up <laughs> against these maniacal... Let, let's just put the orcs. These maniacal, boneheaded, green, paint-sniffing, glue-eating morons that have magic... That use the power of imagination to make guns and things work. Well... And, and, and again, based on, like, my, this is my background on fantasy and all those... RPGs, isekai, bullshit I consume. Orcs, muscled and dangerous, and you'd go up with them with a normal meat bag. Uh, that does nothing. 
Well, you gotta remember, the Imperium literally has dominion over millions of worlds. And million, those millions of worlds have trillions, maybe even gazillions of fucking humans at their disposal. So, you know, one dude with a rifle, he ain't gonna do much. But it's never just, just like the orcs have like those limitless numbers, or the Tyranids, the humans are also like that. Like, like, like sure, when one dude with a rifle, one dude with a rifle is not stopping like an orc warband. But it's not one dude with a rifle, it's like 10,000 dudes with rifles with like uh, tanks and artillery and stuff. Oh man, I can imagine the volley fire of 10,000 people. Yeah. All so, trained, all all hardened. That's 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 terrifying, dude. So so the Emperor's Space Marines are de like described as the swords of the Emperor. And the Imperial Navy is like the spear. And the Sisters of Battle are the Emperor's holy wrath. Now the Astra Militarum is the hammer and the anvil that the enemies of the Imperium are broken upon. There's no oh, glamour nasty. in the trenches where men die in droves and campaign and campaigns are measured in months of combat rather than days of glorious battle. Life in the guard is tough, but there's no shortage of men and willing men and women willing to give their lives in the defense of the Imperium. Like, yeah, so it's like, sure, you may have like the Space Marines who will occasionally like um, make an appearance, go in and like fight a glorious fight, or yeah, the sisters of battle who purge a battlefield of like heretics. But the Imperial Guard is like goes without saying the Imperial Guard are also there and they're fucking fighting and giving their all. They're like Chads. <laughs> Chads. They're like, oh, I, I was about to reference something I wasn't supposed to. Oh god. Oh god. Got another quote for it. Honestly, like when I was researching on this, the Imperial Guard have so many good quotes that it's like, I really want to squeeze them as many in as I can. So this this one is from this is actually from one of the video games. This is like the, the beginning speech for um uh this for like in in the campaign for uh the guard regiment there. Like, when you attack the Imperial Guard, this is the speech that you're, you're met with. Oh, no. Enemies of the Imperium, hear me. You have come here to die. The immortal Emperor is with us, and we are invisible, invincible. His soldiers will strike you down. His war machines will crush you under their treads. His mighty guns will bring the very sky crashing down upon you. You cannot win. The Emperor has given us his greatest weapon to wield. So make yourselves ready. We are the first Cronus Regiment, and today is our victory day. Doesn't it, like, kind of inspire you a little bit? Like, damn. It does. It kind of does. I kind of want to join the Imperial it, it, Guard now. Like, give me my... give a shit about that. Give me my last rifle and give me my, uh, my rations made out of corpse starch. Corpse starch. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, when you've got trillions of people... You have million billions that are probably dying every day. You gotta get rid of those bodies somehow, you know? So, True. So like there there are like planets that get devoted to being like graveyards, but then more often than not, everybody just gets ground down into spam, basically, and like fed back to the pop to the populace. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's so horrible. So, so how did they start? Um, so, so during the unification wars, like the war that the Emperor started to like unite all of Terra, the poster boys of that were the Thunder Warriors, some of the early Space Marines, the Adeptus Custodes, but there were many like regiments and war bands of humans that like pledged allegiance to the Emperor, and were like the true backbone of the Emperor's like army, and. They were, ended up also being like the peacekeeping and like occupying forces whenever like you know the emperor took down another nation or something, or the the empire expanded. So, um, they didn't really have a lot of like uniformity. There's a lot of differences in how they look and how they're dressed and what they do. Uh huh. Let me pull it up here. Oh, okay. This is just a page of memes, as you can see. Yes. Um, of course. Ah, here. So, like, you could have some regiments that are kind of... Yeah, okay. So they, they, they look kind of crude in some ways. They There's some that you can see traces of what would eventually become, like, the standard Imperial Guard-looking guys. Like, with these ones who... Malkador's chosen this regiment apparently. Um, this this picture, oh, this one, a little scary looking because of their gas masks. Bro, what? Oh god, this, this reminds me of one character from an anime. Yeah. The guy from like, over Overlord, Overlord. one of the parang guardians in Overlord because of the gas mask. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, like the Imperial Army was very unique. You you could have some regiments of like slightly gene modified troops or clones. You could have some that were more geared towards armored warfare or melee combat. Parker. Yeah. So, 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 are we gonna talk about the Death Creek? The Death Guard of Creek. The Death Corps of Creek. Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Uh, just so you, just so the audience know, I'm really fascinated with them because I watched one of these uh, animations. I think by uh, probably Games Workshop. Mm, okay. Oh, and was I'm... this the Kill Team like trailer? Yeah. Ooh, that was so cool. And I was like, I was really uh, 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 drawn to it because it reminded me of those old school games like Medal of Honor on the PlayStation. <laughs> Man, that, that kicked me right in the right in the field in the childhood. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, because they were, like, kind of not uniform, another aspect of it is that Imperial Army regiments usually had their own ships. And they had their own... And they had, like, kind of a real mix of whatever tanks and artillery they could use. They could use some really destructive shit back in the day. Um, Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Now, unfortunately, when Horus decided to turn on the Emperor... Hundreds of Imperial Guard regiments decided to join him. Some estimates oh go as far as like forty to fifty percent of the Imperial Army sided with Horus, and they ended Horus up heresy. yeah, and they ended up being like the, the 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 foundation for a lot of like future chaos cults and shit. So after the the Horus heresy happened, uh, the Imperial Army was like restructured. So they took all their ships away. So now it's a separate like imperial 
navy and imperial army because they don't want too much power you know like they don't want someone going rogue and like fucking shit up with like all these ready to go crusade forces basically um and then like a lot of their equipment some of it was like okay you can't use that anymore we're decommissioning that or you can't use that the imperial navy gets that or we're taking that away space marines get that or it's like space marines can't use this anymore only you guys can use it so so they kind of like restructured that now kind of shit do they get to use you might be wondering here we go a bolter no uh bolters are expensive and because you need to like make bullets for him the the logistics are kind of difficult the standard oh. weapon of the imperial guard is the last rifle laser gun basically this looks like a really bulky m16 sort of they're uh to describe it to the audience they're last guns are usually like very blocky kind of slab sided and Usually, they, they, I think they try to make it look like they're made out of as many few moving parts as possible. Uh, you do have to, like, reload it, quote-unquote, but it's basically you're changing out the magazine, which is the battery, for another battery. So, basically, you shove a power bank in it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. In the In the game, they get made fun of a lot for being flashlights, because, like, because in because in 40k yeah they're kind of not like like if you're fighting a fucking chaos space marine do you really want like a laser rifle that could might just bounce off their armor not really but, but it's described that like if you shoot like a person like if it hits flesh it's terrifying it it like shoot it blasts a hole in people and like takes out chunks like vaporizes chunks out of people but they don't bleed it just like cauterizes the wound instantly that's so terrifying burns them creates like immense pain because you know how burns are super painful burns are worse than uh, i don't know i guess i've never been shot before unlike someone who says he's been shot before oh god oh yeah i remember that guy <laughs> um sorry friends uh Inside joke. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, if you get shot, it's, it fucking hurts. I'm pretty sure, yes, I've never been shot. But I've been burnt since I'm... I'm not... Not to go anything personal. I'm, I, I used to be a cook, and I used to get a lot of burns, and Parker knows this. And yep. those things hurt so much that I just... Sometimes I can't sleep. <laughs> I'm yeah. like... So imagine Being like hit that. by a last rifle. But, like... A hundred times worse. Sounds pretty bad. Um, Can you imagine getting shot by a last rifle in the knee? Ugh. (laughs) So, as you can see here, um, I pulled up a picture. There's a lot of different kinds of uh, variations on them. The standard one is... The blocky one? Yeah, this blocky one called the Cantrell MG36. That's kind of like the what, standard of the standard. Yeah, it's, it's the most common one you see. But then certain regiments will have, you know, different specifications, so they'll copy them. Or they'll have a different version. And then there there's also, like, different, um, different variations of the LAS gun. 
so you can have it scaled up so it's a last cannon so they're usually used what? for what like, yeah i'll show it later but like they're usually used for like anti-vehicle work or something um then you can instead of having like reloading packs you have a backpack battery and it it becomes they set it so it's full auto and it fires stronger bullets uh stronger beams they call that a hot shot last gun and that's kind of what they give to more elite troops so they have like better close range firepower I mean, it makes sense because they're more experienced and they can handle better, and their survival their survivability is longer, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have black armor, which is like basic a basic bulletproof vest and shoulder pads Bro. and helmet. Uh, Bro, isn't that like? It, isn't that like? It looks a lot like Starship <laughs> Troopers. Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised really but like yeah like for those of you at home if you've seen starship troopers imagine like rico rico <laughs> like imagine rico. that that armor that kind of only protects your shoulders chest and help and and a helmet that's kind of what they're going for with this my legs i gotta feel my legs my legs oh god you know when i think about starship troopers i can't help just like thinking you could take you could basically take a tyranid invasion slap on starship troopers and people would believe <laughs> i know right yeah so <laughs> now the 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 basic though of the black armor it can differ from regiment to regiment regiment to regiment obviously like uh just like with the orcs episode i'm not going to be too specific on this because in a in a fucking galaxy of like a million human planets that Almost all of them will have their own uh, guard regiment or PDF, which is the Planetary Defense Force, which is like their local guard regiment. There's so much PDF. variation that like... You mean like PDF, you mean the stuff we work? I'm just joking. Uh, a what? Nothing. So like, yeah, like, like I kind of talk about this in generalities for some other things that we'll see later on. So yeah, and then they'll obviously have like the kind of standard stuff like grenades, uh, knives, bayonets is a big one. Like it's the one that's memed on in the community a lot. That like what? Yeah, it depends on the fighting style of the regiment, but like it's forty k, so you gotta have melee. So it's not uncommon for there to be like a bayonet charge. It's like guardsmen, fix oh, bayonets, charge that titan. <laughs> are you joking? No, why? You can't know. Like even me, I'm not familiar with enough with Warhammer at, at this point in time. I mean, I'm kind of. Titans familiar. are the giant. Um, yeah. Robots. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why would you affix bayonets toward a giant robot? Look, man. You that, are literally just. Gonna... That space marine can only take down so many of you before you crush them under the weight of all your dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, it's like when, when, when the Imperial Guard sees Space Marines, they're, they're actually they're they're relieved because like they have a chance. But like, if you like the, in a strategic point of view, why would you? Be, I understand the bayonet charge of orcs or a bunch of Tyranids or a bunch of Dark Eldar that are just like zooming by. But why would you 
<laughs> go up against a titan. No, oh, okay. I'd rather I'd rather shoot myself. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, they they also have other heavier weapons like flamers, flamethrowers, plasma guns, you mean melter guns. Oh, you mean the, the flamers? Oh, you mean the, the sin cleansing? Uh, cleansing flame. Sin cleansing <laughs> um, flame. Uh, they have like various heavy weapons, so they'll have heavy bolters. Uh, let me pull that up. Yeah, they oh, have love the heavy bolters, auto cannons, things like that. Plasma guns, plasma guns that you can carry, or melt guns that you can carry. The the heavy bolter they usually gotta like set it up on like a tripod or something. Bef- yeah, here they gotta set it up on like a tripod before they actually use it to like. I mean, like a standard heavy, uh, a standard heavy weapon. Yeah, like a standard heavy weapon. Mortars, things like that. Well, one of my favorites is that they have these things called stubbers, which is like the 40k name for basically machine guns. Because they they also still have what they call auto guns, which are how we know guns as like you put bullet, it goes bang. But my favorite thing is that even in the 42nd millennium, people are still using like stubbers that are similar in design to the M2 Browning machine gun. Oh my god. <laughs> 42,000, like literally fucking 41,000 years later, John Moses Browning is still helping humanity in a way. I mean, I mean. The, the the Browning so uh, I will quote from my favorite from my favorite YouTuber. What? The <laughs> Browning is basically the the best eraser mankind has ever created. <laughs> They'll usually use them like on vehicles or in mounted um or you know like tripods or mounted uses. Although some very strong characters will like carry them. It's which is ridiculous. That's just sad. Alright. Um all right. So now you can't win a war with just small arms. So they got plenty of vehicles to help them out. Um I'll kind of stick with like the main vehicle because a lot of their vehicles that end up getting described, they're they're variants based on a chassis of X vehicle. So I'll kind of like, I've kind of narrowed it down to the important or unique ones. So the mo- one of the most important um, vehicles the Imperial Guard get is the Chimera, which is their armored personnel, their go-to armored personnel carrier. You can fit 10 Guardsmen inside. There's firing ports on the sides of it so that like guardsmen can stick their rifles out the window and shoot at people as they drive by. Uh, it has a turret with a a small automatic last gun on it, and it has a heavy bolter mounted in the in the chassis, in the hull. Jesus. So yeah, they're the main kind of uh, armored personnel carrier, like go to kind of transport that the Imperial Guard use. Sorry, oh, by the way, um, I keep, the official name is Astra Militarum, but that was a more recent change before they were called the Imperial Guard, and 
because I'm kind of old, I I've always associated them as the Imperial Guard, so I'll keep calling them the Imperial Guard, even if they that might not be the thing anymore. You know, just just to like, now they're called the Astra Militarum. Yeah, just to clarify. Now the the Chimera has like several um, important variants. So you've got the Basilisk, which is the version of it that has the giant fuck off artillery piece. That's like their oh, main, the main and that's the, the one, one from the... Dawn of War, yeah. Dawn of War. The shatter their we sky. Be... We should uh play sometimes. Yeah, dude. I'm game sometimes. Um. They they fire Earthshaker rounds and shit like that. That sounds so terrifying. Yeah, the, the Earthshaker cannon. Yeah, that's what it's called. What? Oh, there's a there's actual hard stats on it. A 132 what? millimeter gun capable of firing its shells over 15 kilometers at a velocity velocity of 814 meters per second. Capable of destroying tanks and fortified structures. Usually fires high explosive shells, but it's capable of firing incendiaries, smoke, and illumination. Okay. It's nice that they gave us, a f like, specific numbers. I don't know if, like, that's any good for an artillery shell, because, like, I'm, I may be a nerd about that shit, but not that deep of a nerd. And then another super popular version of the Chimera is the Hellhound. So it's a Chimera that has been transformed into a mobile flamethrower. <laughs> what surprises me about Warhammer so much, even though I've been like into it recently and all that stuff, is that the penchant the penchant of mass destruction any faction is limitless. From from the Eldar to the teleporting peekaboo bullshit <laughs> to some of the space to the space marines. And and to that one guy who turned into a demon crow and shit, man. He turned Come himself on. into a pickle. Funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Shit I've ever seen. Yeah, talk about dead memes. Yeah. But hey, man, that's still a funny meme. <laughs> yeah. It's still one. It's one of those cult memes. Oh god. Yeah. Um. So. Right. Yeah. They, they turned him into flamethrowers. Uh. They have giant fuel tanks on the back. Not always great for survivability, but like they get the job done, so they still use them. Uh, now, this one I find cool. This is called a Death Strike Missile Launcher. So it's a Chimera with a ballistic missile if you launcher. Have death and strike, if you have death, death, Strike, and Missile in the sentence, I'm pretty sure it does insane amount of damage in death. Yeah, it's known to fire a massive ballistic missile on it like imagine it's the missile looks like it's almost this like half the size of the tank itself it's really thick and chunky yeah there we go that's a good picture and there's different types of missiles it can fire sometimes it's just like a regular uh normal high explosive warhead sometimes it's uh let me hit see biological Tactical nuclear, or a what they call a god spear warhead, which is a titan killer. Don't know how it works. Doesn't elaborate further. Okay. 
but the most common is the plasma warhead, which is capable of vaporizing almost anything within a very large radius by unleashing a potential thermonuclear plasma reaction. What the hell? <laughs> what? The, Excuse me? <laughs> the rarest warhead used by the Death Strike is the ancient Vortex warhead. This weapon from the Dark Age of Technology tears open an interdimensional rift to the Immaterium that rips its targets apart in a vortex of raging warp energy. It has an operational range in the thousands of kilometers. And... Yeah, you can rip, you can kill someone by like ripping a warp a hole in the warp. I think that for some of the yeah for some of the rare weapons, it has to you have to have like direct authorization from like the department munitorium, like the the head. Yeah, you can like if you're a commander and you off like you order it launched without like proper permission you can get fucking executed for it because they're so expensive i mean i mean if it's that expensive uh oh manticore is basically a chimera with like rockets on its back that can both be like anti-aircraft anti-vehicle kind of like the that, that real life one the adats the, i don't know what it stands for i always thought of it as like anti-dat shit the one that can you can shoot it at tanks you can shoot it at helicopters like kills it all now you may be wondering i am wondering what kind of tanks they got yeah i'm wondering what that no i'm actually wondering what tanks they've got what uh what aircraft if they have any that's what i'm curious about so their main tank is called the lehman russ battle tank Named oh, after God. the Primarch. Now, um, to describe it, it is a very World War One, World War Two mashed together looking thing. So it's. I mean, it kind of does. It's got the those giant like tracks that wrap all the way around the way that like the the Mark One tanks from World War Mark One One did. It still has a turret, but it also has like a weapon mount on the front. And sponsons that can also have weapons. Uh, their main weapon is like, uh, what is it? Some kind of it's just like yeah, like a battle bat turret mounted battle cannon. And they're used. They've been u in use since the Horus Heresy, and they're gonna keep using them forever. I would I would assume. They've also got like tons of different variations of these, but to bring up like um, a couple of the super interesting ones. So you have one that, for example, that would be called the Lehman Russ Annihilator. Annihilator. So this would be the Lehman Russ, but instead of like the battle cannon in the tank, it's a dual length laser cannon in the turret. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, oh god oh i like this I, I always like this one the executioner the lehman ross executioner instead of the 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 battle cannon it's got a plasma blast cannon on the turret so it it can kill titans jesus um, jesus 
<laughs> oh, the incinerator is a. It uses the a what they call a twin-linked Volkite cannon, which it it it's similar to a melta gun. That similar like, to a melta. Yeah, like it blasts holes in people. <laughs> And blast people. Since when has something in like Warhammer doesn't blast someone into infinity? Dude, um, one of my favorite versions is called the Lehman Rust Punisher. So instead of a uh, a cannon, it has a Punisher Gatling cannon in the turret. Jesus. Imagine an A10 except it's a tank. So, oh, like. God. On itself, it may not always be the most impressive thing, but you got to remember that you will always, you will never fight a single one. They're usually going to be in like groups of 10 to 20, which by themselves are also like, like, like a platoon is probably about 10 to 20. And then each division will have hundreds, if not thousands of Lehman Rust tanks to like fucking swarm people. Now, because oh. they're so common, um, you'll see plenty of Lehman Rust tanks in use by Chaos. Mm -hmm. And you'll also find some that have been looted and taken over by the orcs. Of course the orcs stole that shit. They looted it, boss. They took it from us. Um, now, <laughs> now, you that's that was like their... their yeah, you know what? I'll save that for later. I'll save the best for last. So they, they do have lighter vehicles. Uh, ah, yes. So for a lot of their scouting, they use this thing called a Sentinel, which is oh, I've seen those. Yeah, it's like it's a lot like the AT. Was it the ATST from fucking Star Wars, where it's like a bipedal yeah. walker that apparently mm -hmm. can walk around pretty fast. And there, uh, I have a Metal Gear reference. Oh yeah, it's like those the D Walker or whatever is. It's his like name the D Walkers. It's like a a bigger D Walker, about <laughs> it. or it or it's even close to one of uh it's 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 even close to peace uh peace Walker. I think the, peace Walker. Yeah, I there's so many different variants of them. I don't I won't cover them all. I think one of the most common ones is usually like a last cannon, so they use that yeah. for scouting or hit and run attacks. Oh, or, but... you know, just end up getting shot. <laughs> but you'll have some that will, you know, mount rocket launchers on the back. There's some that will have melted guns or heavy bolters. There's even some that have, like, lifting arms so that they're just meant for, like, hauling cargo. Um, not the least. <laughs> you know, I'll skip some of these because some of these are kind of old and not really being used. Now, you were curious about, like, uh, aircraft, right? Yeah, I was curious about like if they had like, like uh, uh, an F F sixty, F fifteen, or something. Sort of. So because of the 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 way that the our Imperial Navy was split off from the army, a lot of the flying vehicles of the Imperial Guard are technically under the control of the Imperial Navy. Mm -hmm. So wait, if it's Navy, do they have boats or ships? Ships. Oh, okay. Just to clarify, just to clarify. So, so it's kind of like you, they're technically Imperial Navy, but then they're under the command of army. 
Another most common one, I really like the way this looks, is the Valkyrie. So this is like their transport. Oh man, this is so cool. <laughs> it's like a vertical takeoff and landing kind of thing. It's a vertebrate. <laughs> it's a vertebrate. For fallout. For fallout. Oh god. It's it's the fucking... Um, what's the one in... It's an orca from fucking uh, Halo. So there's tons of <laughs> like variations of that. Like they'll have some that can carry more troops. Some they they have this one called the Vulture, which is like the gunship version. So no troops, but it's all like rockets, missiles. It's like an Apache basically, but 40k. Yeah, oh. yeah I, I accidentally opened the yeah Vulture. It's basically the same except no troop capacity. Still looks pretty cool. They kind of, I think they kind of were very much inspired by like the hairy, the real life hairier jump jet when they were like designing a uh, lot of these, these like the Valkyrie and stuff. Now, the main I mean, like heavy fighter, uh, that the um, the one of like the main heavy fight, like fighter that the Imperial Imperium uses is called the Thunderbolt. Yeah. These chonky looking boys. Look oh god. It looks like what I forgot that. It looks like a MIG fighter. It also kinda reminds me of the the Viper from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, like it's got this super super angular kind of blocky look to it. So like their main argument uh argument blah, their main armament is like last cannons and auto cannons and missiles and shit. So they're there to like clear the skies whenever there's an attack. So you'll see them. Yeah. So like, if they're against orcs, they're against like orc fighters. If they're against chaos, they're not only are they fighting chaos fighters, but they're probably fighting like flying demons and shit. Flying demons. <laughs> Man, Warhammer gets better every time we talk about it. <laughs> uh, the. Where is it? Uh, okay. Not this one. There we go. So their main, like, heavy bomber that they use is the Marauder. This big boy. Sounds so... Oh my god. Okay, never mind. That's the MiG fight. Uh, no, it actually looks like a B-52 bomber, but faster. <laughs> it's it's weird, because it has, like, some features that you would associate with, like, a strategic bomber, like, big bomb load... Things like that, but then it also had it's it's got four engines for like more range and higher altitude, but then it also has like forward facing guns for like strafing runs. Oh no! Yeah, I would not want to like put that thing in the dive. I do not want to be there when it starts firing at me. They look cool though. Um, like yes. there's there's the different variations of them. Uh, Man, it's yeah. like the, it's the space it's the space it's the it's the space AC one three. Oh, the Marauder Colossus. Variant okay. of the Marauder Bomber replaces the internal storage and top mounted turret with room for a single warhead carrying a single 10,000 kilogram guided bomb. So it's a 10 ton bomb. That's like the, the tall boy from World War II, I think, is like kind of what they were going for. Grand Slam, things like that. 
Ooh, the Avenger is like their uh, their strike aircraft. Fuck off! No, no. <laughs> this is the the, the this is the A ten in forty k. Oh man, that looks like the one from Star Wars too. The Tie Fighter. The Y wing. Yeah, it's got oh, X wing. It's got the, it the X wings. Oh god, it's got the Avenger. Uh, multi-barreled cannon, giant minigun basically on the front. Uh, yeah. Dueling last cannons, hard points for rockets, and because it's 40k, of course they have like a fucking uh, a tail gunner, because, you know, World War II, but in space is kind of the aesthetic that they go for. That's why I, like, that's, that's what I love about Warhammer. It has all World War One and World War II elements just put into space. Space. Everything in space sounds better. World War One, in space. World War II, in space. Now, some of the, some of the equipment that the they use is a little old, or some of it is actually newer from like newer oh. designs that they've discovered. One of the tanks they use. So the right ones. One of the tanks they use is a light tank from the Dark Age of Technology, which just shows. The fact that it's considered a light tank from that time period means that humanity has very much changed. I introduce the Bane Blade. There we go. Is that a tank? Look at that big boy. Is that the one in front or behind? Here we go. That's Oh my god. That's like... Bro, that's like a a Abrams tank. No, dude. It's bigger. It's, it's... Oh god. Where is it? The Bane Blade is less of a tank and more of a rolling fortress. An icon oh. of the Imperium's armored forces. It is armed with a turret-mounted heavy cannon. Oh, okay, hang on. Uh, okay, sorry. It's the Mega Battle Cannon. It has multiple turrets and sponsons with heavy bolters. It has a demolisher cannon built into the front which is kind of like a giant howitzer, and it also has other turrets with last cannons on it. Uh, they are fucking massive. Uh, what's a good picture that can kind of... Let me look for a good picture that shows the scale of them. Oh, dude, yeah. This is the size of the model. Like, look at that Imperial Guard guy on it. Oh my god. Yeah, for uh, audience, imagine, like, a Lehman Russ tank except times three i think is kind of like the scale they're massive and they also have like other now they're usually like the kind of command tank so you're you won't see as many of them but like they're huge and and when you see them this is the last thing you do not want to be on the receiving end of it um da -da -da. And then the, so, but that one's kind of like a all-around kind of jack-of-all-trades build. It can take on other vehicles, but sometimes you need a bigger gun. So Sometimes. So that's when you bring in the Storm Sword, which is the other heavy, the other heavy tank the Imperium uses. There we go. Look at that big boy. Jesus. Storm Swords are meant for, like, killing titans with their giant fucking hell 
to killing titans or killing um uh fortifications so their normal their normal state they have a volcano cannon but sometimes they'll also have a fucking what like plasma giant plasma cannon mounted on the front in order to like blow shit up better look at the size of them jesus you know if if we had those in real life i can't imagine the the pain and logistics of that but it, it would make war so much faster it makes the mouse look like a look reasonable bro <laughs> bro just looking at it i was like uh, uh how much is the model for that and when can i order i'm scared so moving on See? to the vehicles now a big part of the Imperial Guard are the Commissars. Now, what do you think they do? Oh, so, oh dude, bro, oh, history. Uh, they just murder people if they're insupporting. <laughs> like, not, it's not even like, it's not even, I'm pretty sure it's just like true to life, like what we've experienced in human history. Like, I want you to do this, sir. I can't do that. It's against blah, blah, blah. Blam. Bam. Any bam. Any other takers? <laughs> Me, sir. Okay, do the thing that I just said. Okay, sir. I, I've got a... Are we going to... Oh, sorry. Oh, go. Sir, we have to retreat. Retreat. What do you mean, retreat? Stay here. Defend the lines. Bam. Like, sir, we can't... Bam. <laughs> Fucking defend the lines. I got a quote for you. Weep for him, for his faith was not sufficient. Rejoice for yourselves, for my faith is bottomless. Forward. For the Emperor, Commissar Krieglust after executing an officer. <laughs> oh my god. So, the Commissars and the Commissariat came into being from the rubble of the Horus Heresy. So during the Civil War, I, I said, right, that like 40 to 50% of the army turned into traitor. So, yeah. after the Horus Heresy, one of the measures that they put in was to have commissars assigned to every regiment and division so <laughs> while their individual traits can vary they're known for being very strict and very serious kinds of dudes and dudettes because they have male and female commissars oh god they <sighs> i'd want i'd want that woman to step on me <laughs> man uh, well... madam Carm commissar shoot me <laughs> Madam Commissar, blow my brains out. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, we're kind of devout of, like, physical it's touch. It's been a long time. Anyway. A very long time. So anyway, going on. They, they enforce discipline, they observe morale, and they're also, like, keeping an eye out for corruption, heresy, treachery, things like that. Heresy. Now, Commissars have the authority to execute or punish any imperial guard personnel so that means like whether you're a private or an admiral or a general you can get blamed by the commissar <laughs> that makes everything better general no it's it's like one of those memes i'm i'm afraid of no one but that that it, man that it, woman it scares me scares me <laughs> yeah, so everyone kind of like behaves and does their best because they don't want they don't want to feel that bolt pistol against the back of their head now and either they don't want to get bolted or they don't want to get punished because i can't imagine punishment <laughs> the is. 
I mean, usually it's death, but like. Oh well, we'll I will touch on it later. You'll see. So. Oh no. <laughs> there's, there's, lots of commissars that are always attached to different regiments, but because the regiments can vary a lot, their style of leadership and even their uniform can vary, and the way uh -huh. that they end up doing things. So. Uh. So here. So this is kind of the the standard look of a commissar. You got that that black robe, black hat with the skull on it, and a bolt pistol. Yeah. But it can depend on like where you're posted and who you're you're fighting your alongside. But then that can also and that also dictates their duties. So for example, there are some regiments that can have a less formal structure to them. Like, they're known for being very independent, and the Imperium will kind of let them do their own thing a lot of the time. So if a Commissar comes in there and starts, like, barking orders and, like, um, telling them what to do, they're probably not going to... And, and executing, like, soldiers that they like, they're not going to be happy about it. So there's this one regiment called the Katakan Jungle Fighters, Katachan jungle fighters. Uh, we'll, we'll sh I'll show you them later, but like they're known for that informal style. And commissars that get assigned to them, who like kind of throw their weight around, have a bad habit of dying in ambushes or, you know, getting killed because the the one of the grenades in their backpack was faulty or something. Like, <laughs> like oh no, the commissar blew up. Whatever shall we do? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh no, the commissar is dead. Oh, wait. Hey guys, an ambush. It would be a shame if the commissar didn't know. <laughs> or there... But then there's also divisions like uh, the Death Corps of Krieg, where those dudes are very fearless and very willing to give their lives for the Emperor. So... To a point where it's Let almost it. suicidal in a way. So man, I love the Death Star of Krieg, man. <laughs> yeah, so so for the commissars that get assigned to them, it's very different. Like they actually have to kind of pull back the troops, kind of keep rein them in, and they end up being more of like tactical advisors than like actual disciplinarians. So it, it's like that. So it can vary. Now we can get started on some of the the um the different regiments man the death guard of Krieg. man all right man pretty good so the reason why there's all these different regiments is that every every planet within the imperium has to pay this thing called the imperial tithe t i t h e it's like their taxes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what that means can depend greatly on the planet. Like if it's a mining planet, then you have a, a quota or a certain amount of like raw materials you need to send. If it's like a industrial or forage world, it's you need to make you need to fulfill your shipments, you know? Yeah. Some planets. Is your lemon? Is your lemon like the normal one? Yep, signature lemon, five percent. I like the honey lemon. 
tastes Dude, better. Honey lemon is so good. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Wow. So like, let's say your planet um, doesn't always have like a huge industrial base or whatever, or you know maybe there's a little bit extra that's being asked of your planet. So sometimes you could just pay for it, the Imperial Tide, by raising regiments of Imperial Guards that you send off world, and nine times out of ten, they never come back home. <laughs> ten times, oh god. Yeah. So, now, the the most important one, uh, no, I wouldn't say most important, but like, the temp the one that set the template that you see a lot of other Imperial Guard regiments follow, is the Cadian Shock Troopers. These guys. Oh, the legendary ones. Yeah. So, Cadia was the uh, Imperial Fortress world on the doorstep of the Eye of Terror. So, their planet was a fortress world, literally just um, holding the line against chaos, constantly training, constantly, like... Creating new regiments of troops. Uh, mm -hmm. Sadly, the planet broke. But there's rest in peace. But there's still hundreds, if not thousands, of regiments of Cadians that still exist. Because sometimes, sometimes, like um, if a trooper or even like a regiment has like served for X amount of campaigns, sometimes they're allowed to like colonize a world or like retire somewhere and create their own call and it creates their own colony yeah. um so there's still plenty of cadians in the universe and there's plenty of planetary defense forces that have copied the look of the cadians so you will always see them you'll always see some semblance of cadian shock troops they're known for being incredibly disciplined and unwavering in their uh in in their approach to combat they're known for just constantly being perfectly drilled like when when Cadia still existed as a planet like it was absolutely normal for like if you were born a Cadian and you didn't know how to like disassemble and reassemble your rifle by the age of eight you were considered a disgrace <laughs> oh my god. That's some space part of stuff. Exactly. Alright, so which which ones do you want to take a look at next out of this like list I've prepared? Let me see. The Elysian Drop Troopers. That okay. sounds interesting. I, I see you're saving the Death Corps of Krieg for something for later. Yeah, because like, <laughs> man, I love them so much. Because they're just so fucking cool. So like, I was even thinking, I should get at that. <laughs> Death Corps Krieg. Death Corps Krieg. So the Elysian Drop Troopers, they hail from the system that's kind of uh, low gravity, lots of ships, lots of gas giants. So they're kind of specialists in boarding actions and... Uh, Boarding actions and drop like parachute attacks. So what they specialize in is like if you want to attack someone behind the enemy lines, 
you load up your Elysians and Valkyries, and either they'll they'll tactically insert, like repel down, or they'll parachute from high orbit. So they drop behind enemy lines like regular paratroopers, and they'll they'll disrupt enemy uh, communications, take out command, take out supplies, things like that. They are they usually travel light, so they'll have some vehicles like these buggies are called Tauruses, but for the most uh, they'll have Sentinels, they'll have Valkyries, but you're not really gonna see an Elysian tank because that doesn't fully make sense. Yeah, they don't use regular parachutes. They they have these things called grav chutes here. It's kind of like a jetpack that slows you down as you fall. And like gives you limited mobility in some places. Like a limited flight kind of thing. They look pretty damn cool. That's just cool, like when they could just drop down and flank everyone and just think of like nothing. So yeti swooty, we're coming for that booty commander. We're coming for that commander. I don't fucking that I, I fucked up that joke. You fucked that up. I fucked that up hard. Um The Armageddon Steel Legion all gods. Ooh, okay, these guys are cool. So the Armageddon Steel Legion are Oh shit, I completely forgot I wrote a blurb before them. The Arvigan Steel Legion excels in armored warfare. Massive assault oh. tanks and mechanized infantry are their bread and butter, and they crush the enemies of the Imperium under their treads. Oh god, the squick scrunchies. So, uh, here's what they look like. So, sort of oh. like, sort of like the, uh, the... Sorry, excuse me. You know what, I'm just gonna search for... Look for a better, Resolution. more more pictures. There we go. So, like the Death Corps of Krieg, they wear um, gas masks a lot. But I think for them, it's more just because like their their planet is like very dusty. Or 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 you mean they wear Hugo Boss too? No, not really. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> So their their planet is usually under attack a lot from like orcs. So that's oh, that's kind of so like their, their most kind of kind of their most common foe. But I mean, like the fact that they're usually using lots of tanks and vehicles kind of balances us out. They look dope though. I like the way they look. Yeah, like the desert desert storm kind of feel. Yeah, dude. Like Desert Storm, like in World War Two, kind of sense. <laughs> there, you just paint them, paint them like. Uh, I mean, you could sort of have them by just getting Deathcore Krieg and painting them lighter. Yeah, true, but no, I I, I wouldn't settle less for the Deathcore. <laughs> All right, uh, let me get close that up. So the Tanith first and only. Uh, they're. I was curious about that too. Uh, they're they're the main regiment that's kind of like at the heart of this series of books. Um, oh, interesting. Called Gaunt's Ghosts. I'm sure there's people in the audience that are like they heard that noise and shivers went up their spine. But like, so uh, I have no idea what's happening. But yeah. All right. So, Tanith first and only, 
the scattered remains of a lost planet, the first and only planet, uh, the first and only regiment Tanith will ever raise for the guard. They stick to their roots as woodsmen and hunters and are excellent marksmen that, I did not finish typing that, that excel at like <laughs> ambushes and scouting, flanking, hit and run kind of guerrilla warfare. Rambo. No, 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 you'll see, you'll see. Don't worry about it. So they're they're kind of the special forces in a way. They 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 were rescued off of this planet. Uh, we'll talk about them later by this guy called Abram Gaunt, and they kind of oh shoot yeah. There's a new they have new minis now. Oh, oh they wow, look so good. Is that the is that the same guy who fought an orc? No, 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 a different one, different one. Okay. Okay, I thought it was. Sorry, my my memory shit. Yeah, it's fine. So so they special. They're you know sneaky ambushing guys. They're skin. They're um, the cloaks are made out of like uh, made from this animal called a chameleon, which is uh, a xenos animal that is like a chameleon except more hardcore. So they use it to hide a lot. Um, they were very active during this thing called the. Uh, the Sabbat World's Crusade, mm-hmm. which was the, which was the Imperium trying to take back like this huge sector that had fallen to the forces of Chaos and Xenos, so they were like oh, used a lot in that. Now, the reason why they're the only, the first and only, is that um, their planet, literally the night before its first three regiments of guard were to be shipped out uh was attacked by a chaos fleet and completely glassed like turned into a barren Jesus. rock so barely any like people from Tanith, Tanith still exist and the three regiments didn't get to fully like evacuate in time so they were kind of cannibalized into one regiment the first and only and i think there's roughly only like some numbers state there's only about 3,000 of them, and it gets less as they take, take losses. Later, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, later on, though, they eventually take on members from other, like, from other worlds that they fight in, or other regiments that have lost, like, so many men that it doesn't make sense to, like, reinforce them anymore, so they kind of absorb them. But they still kind of keep that attitude of, of sneaky, sniping, ambush, kind of like that. Special forces and stuff. They do a lot of sabotage, actually. A lot of sneaking behind enemy lines to blow up bridges and stuff. Pretty cool. Now, I think you might like these guys. The Vostroyan Firstborn. Oh man, that sounds so badass. <laughs> Hailing from the world like... of Vostroya. Oh, the Russian dude. Great. So during the 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 Horus Heresy, Vostroya kind of they didn't side with Horus, but they also did not side with the Emperor. They decided to kind of just sit it out and not send forces to any anyone. So when the Emperor won, they felt super guilty about it. So making up yeah. for their non-involvement during the Horus Heresy. The industrial world of of Vostroya always sends their firstborn children for service in the guard. Oh my god. Yeah, this means that like 
there will always be a steady stream of new recruits. And the Fostroyans have also always vowed that they will never wait to be called to war again. So when when you had like the 13th Black Crusade and like the giant warp storms that kind of cut off a lot of communication, what the Vostroyans yeah. did was that like they couldn't they didn't know what was going on, but they were still sending ships out into the warp in the hopes that like you know like whatever we'll keep sending regiments out blindly into the into space and eventually hopefully some of them will find some imperial forces to fight alongside wow yeah so this is what they look like very like oh man it looks so cool imperial russian looking very ornate is like what they're uh oh yeah look at them i can hear the i can hear the the, the wartime music fresh oh man makes you want to play uh, world of war <laughs> oh god um I think they're kind of inspired a lot by like, um, like Russian Cossacks and stuff. The Cossacks. You can't kill a Cossack, my guy. <laughs> you just, you just can't. Oh, their counterpart. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to, to, to sh add them too. But like, they, another, they're kind of like the other Russian-inspired uh, guard reg regiment they get compared to a lot, is the Valhalland Ice Warriors. Uh, they come from the ice world of Valhalla, so those were based off the 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 Vostroyans were obviously based off like the the Tsarist Cossacks and stuff. Mm. These guys are very obviously Red Army. Yeah, I mean just from their uniform and their hats. For the and even their uniform, yeah. For, for the motherland. For the emperor. There, there's this like animation about the Vostroyan firstborn. That uh, it was like a fan made one that I found so hilarious. Where like they need to go and uh, assault um, a chaos, um, like a chaos position, and the the yeah. dude like the general who gives a speech is like super like Russian, and he's just like, "We are sent here to take on the Sokha traitors." Well, oh my god! <laughs> who make a mockery of the Emperor and our ways of squatting and hard dancing to hard bass. <laughs> oh my god, I need to watch that. I'll send it to you later. I think these guys are kind of also known for... Well, each regiment has their, their like different style of fighting. So Vostroyans are one of the types that kind of still follow the Napoleonic, like uh form up in lines no. and fire in volley kind of thing volley firing yeah dude volley firing man if if i had guns in like fire i'm sorry guys uh side tangent oh, uh no. i've recently got it to fire emblem three houses and I, i've been playing since uh since shadow drag okay i'd love for one day we, we could just volley fire arrows at the <laughs> I, I, I would just cheese the entire thing and just kill everyone. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Alright. So next we'll do the Katachan Jungle Fighters. Oh man, this look... I, I, I've seen some pictures of them, and man, they look so fucking hard. John Rambo hard. Very. Dude, they're fucking uh, jacked also. Both the men and women are like <laughs> super the, muscular. 
I mean, if you're jungle fighters, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you have to be fucking jacked. Oh, um, I remember there there was in one of the books I was reading. One of the jokes was like, "What's the difference between having sex with a Katachan woman and wrestling with a Tyranid?" What? Uh, what's it? The Tyranid won't bite your head off if your boner disappear if your boner goes away. Oh no. <laughs> So the Katachan are like, they come from this death world called, oh no, I wrote a thing about it. So the jungle fighters of Katachan are ill-disciplined, cocky, and disdain straight-up fights. However, they're some of the best jungle-slash-guerrilla warfare units the Imperial Guard has to offer. They hail from the death world of Katachan, where 50% of the children don't live past the age of 8, and most, if and most, if not every plant and animal on the planet's surface is actively trying to kill you. They are. I want. I. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. What? It's like space Vietnam was the inspiration because it honestly is. No, it's not. It's not space Vietnam. It's space Australia. Or that too, honestly. That that one's also a pretty good one. The warriors are a tough, hardy bunch that fight with ambushes, assassinations. Sabotage and stealth raids. So, oh my god! So these are the guys that if a commissar joins up and is barking at them to like attack an enemy position head on, that commissar is not going to last very long. But like, we're probably going to shoot them themselves. Yeah. So these guys are the sneaky ones. They don't. They literally barely wear any armor because they're always focused. They they prefer to. Um, they prefer to, like, camouflage themselves. They're pretty good at, like, close combat. Because, you know, during an ambush, they they have this sword. that uh, They have this knife, they, a Katachan knife, which for most people is the size of a sword. It's, like, the size Jesus. of a regular human's, like, thigh. Like, that's how oh long their quote-unquote knife is. The, oh, you mean a bolo? Yeah, uh, pretty much a bolo, actually, when you think about it. The, the, what are they called? The orcs kind of, like, refer to it as the choppa. And, like, it's it's worth a lot of teeth if an orc gets a katachan knife. Jesus. Um, yeah, they, they, they have lots of specialty in, like, close quarters, ambush, blowing people up. Uh, hunting, they're really good at hunting Tyranids. Wow, I mean... Yeah, they're really... and So, you don't want to fight them. They, But because of the way they, they, they fight, I think they're usually paired up with, like, other guard units that don't fight the same way, which I feel makes sense. It's like... Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you could have the... Like, let's say you pair up an Armageddon Steel Legion unit with the Katachan. I feel that makes sense because the the, the Steel Legion will, like, attack with full-on armor or whatever. And the Katachan would have been, like, ambushing the enemy the entire time before, after, during the fight. Kind of, while someone's distracted, they can always jump in. Uh, jump in and just wreak havoc. Yeah, because they're, they're mostly jungle dudes, they will a lot of the time they're not really gonna you're not always gonna find them with like heavy weapons and tanks 
it's sometimes use them but they kind of travel light a lot of the time oh my god this is an amazing picture it's a catachan strangling an orc look at that bicep <laughs> so big what if only your biceps were that big parker you're getting there Like, look at... Oh, man. But I think their models are kind of old, so some of their faces are... Oh, my God, yeah. Look at those derpy faces. Oh, wow. Oh, those faces are kind of <laughs> sus. Like, look at this... Like, this female Katachan, though, her... Why is it not loading? Um... Ooh, look at this artwork of a female Katachan, though. Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's cute. Fucking muscle mommy. Oh god, I should fucking Oh my god, yeah, this is what the old model looked like. <laughs> oh god, that's that's horrible. Hey. This one looks a bit better. Damn, she's still fucking ripped, man. <laughs> These people are so ripped. Yeah, dude. Literally Rambo. Oh my god. Literally literally Rambo in Street Fighter. Oh shit, this is one that someone made in female in uh Hero Forge. Yeah. All right, I'm getting this knife is so terrifying. Oh, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to send me that. Of course, there's an anime version. Of course, there's. You have an... to send me that. Oh my god, there's so much. Oh my god, anime. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh lord, oh no, lord, dude. You're oh fucking... lord, oh lord. Hey, her, the redhead's pretty cute, though. Her, oh, oh, <laughs> her abs look, her like like all the all the times they draw fucking um, um, Katachan women, their abs look like their abs look harder than like fucking tank armor. Oh my god, <laughs> those, those those abs could shred your, those abs could shred cheese, my guy. Okay, so now we're All on right, to your let's, guys. Let's go back. Death oh, Creek. Yeah, we... The Death Guard of Creek. Creek. So you know where they came from? They came from this planet called Creek. Of course. So during the Horus Heresy, the planet of Creek, a lot of the upper echelons, a lot of the ruling class of the planet, sided with Horus. So the 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 governor, a lot of the high-ranking generals, they sided with Horus. However, this this Colonel Jurgen of the they weren't I don't think they were called the Death Corps of the of Kree at Carl, the time. But the, the of the army of Kree at the time, he was like, no, I am not a fucking traitor. So he nuked the planet. He was like, I would rather burn this planet than allow it to fall, than allow it to betray the Emperor. So, so he, he did he nuked the planet. Apparently like apparently their planet was like very similar to ours, like very lush, very green, lots of like uh Are you sure our our planet's lush and green? Well it was at one point. It used to be. It used to be. But it's just a memory. So they ordered the planet nuked. They did that 
nuclear winter set in. So now Krieg is just a giant world Snowboard. of mud and irradiated ruins. Jesus. And and because like a lot of Jurgen's uh supporters survived and a lot of the traders survived, it descended into like trench warfare on this like blasted irradiated earth and they always had to have um um gas masks and protective gear on so the death core of kree hails from the the world of kree and they specialize in protracted trench warfare and attrition based battles they're oh, that's my favorite thing in war <laughs> they're grim stalwart men and women who have no fear of death and they're more, and they're some of the most willing when it comes to laying their lives down in the service of the emperor, because they're, they're is... when they're born and they're raised, they're kind of instilled with the whole thing of like, your planet almost be betrayed the emperor. You need to like make up for that kind of thing. Uh, there's even rumors that, because it's a death world, so it kind of it's kind of like, how the fuck do people even live there? You know, if it's a death world, there's rumors that the death core of Krieg are some of the few people in the Imperium authorized for cloning that, but that's rumor and speculation. Well, I like aside from the death core of Krieg and how they look, the reason why I like them so much is because like they they maximize trench and attrition warfare, all an art form. Yeah. Uh, so they've always their iconic thing is the gas mask, the kind of dark leather. Um, their their last rifles, I think, are also very they're different in that they have wooden stocks. For some reason, like where do you even get wood from your like death world? That's your nuclear blasted there's wood, there's, death there, world. There, there, there's wood everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's dead buildings, dead things that fused with the wood, so there's wood everywhere. No question it. So it's always like siege warfare, grinding battles, trench warfare. They're they and they don't care. They love it. They'll fucking dig trenches all day. They won't complain. Their discipline is iron like they have like iron forged discipline. They're the only troops that will never retreat unless you order them to. Um, See, that's what's great. Even the horse have gas masks. It's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, these are called the, like the Krieg Death Riders. So they have like these genetically engineered horse, like cavalry that they ride into battle. See? That's what makes them badass, Parker. Space Marines. Fuck, no. Death Guard of Krieg. <laughs> oh, these do look really cool. The Death Riders. Right? Right? It'd be so fun to paint them, too. <laughs> Who would you rather be, the Virgin Ultramarine or the Chad Guardsman? Guardsman. I I love them. I mean, the have meme. you seen Have you seen the fucking Space Marine defend the dying planet? No. No. <laughs> have you seen a Space Marine dig a trench no. and headshot like five other orcs in one single round? No. What What's the thing? It was just like the Imperium. Uh, was it the Virgin Space Marines? Are like. The Imperium doesn't understand us. Let's go, traitor. And then meanwhile, it's like uh, Chad Imperial Guard. <laughs> Chad Imperial Guard, they're just like, they're just like, we're all good. You're going to defend this planet until until it breaks beneath you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
There, I think in one of the the Dawn of War games, there's literally a part where like as you're playing as the Space Marines and you're kind of like taking back this planet, you find this position where a heavy weapons team was just sitting there for weeks holding the line, and like the commander, the the Space Marine commander's talking to the guardsmen. It's just like, it's like, what are you still doing here, Sergeant? It's like, sir, we were ordered to hold this position. How long have you been here, Sergeant? Weeks, sir. It's like, Chad, Chad. <laughs> so sad, like, the guardsman, the pillar guard, can hold more things than the space marines. Yeah, the space marines are great. They're good for when it comes to you need heavy power and heavy stuff. But, like, man, if you're a guard, they will stay. If you just order them just to stay there, until support arrives. If it arrives, they will survive and they will they will stay there. Yeah. Although the what I'm naming here, these are kind of like the main uh, guard. The regiments. main like the guard regiments yeah. of the Imperial. You you you'll have like variation over the millions of planets, and um, sometimes like the PDF, the the Planetary Defense Force, their quality can also vary, but. So sometimes you may end up with like some really terrible guard regiments, but you know it depends. I mean that's what the commissar is for. Exactly. Now you were kind of wondering like, what are some of the other punishments the commissar can give out aside? Yeah, from, like, I, I was like, I was curious like, like aside from getting blasted in the face. Uh, the penal legions. Cowards, deserters, criminals, and disgraced officers and commissars usually find themselves in penal legions. Usually the first units sent into fight, poorly equipped, not much care is given to whether or not they survive. And many rarely survive, multiple fin- uh, survive to finish multiple campaigns or serve their sentences. So sometimes you can get dropped into a penal legion. So... Literally, man, it's like it's like one of those things in like medieval warfare where they send the farmers first. No, worse because at least the farmers aren't criminals. Oh, true. Like, literally, penal legions, it's like they send the worst of the worst. Um, like you'll barely they'll barely have equipment, they sometimes they have um explosive collars fitted to themselves so that they won't like if they retreat, they'll automatically explode. Or if they try to like kill the imperial officers that are um, that are ordering them around, they'll explode. Uh, sometimes they they will volunteer, quote unquote, volunteer to be human bombs. I'd rather be a human bomb. You put on the vest and just run, and you press the button and don't think about it. So How about this way, you served your sentence and you're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, your sentence could be anything. It could be like several. It could be like one or two campaigns. It could be like several campaigns. And usually, because you're a penal trooper, they don't care about you. So you're gonna get sent into like the worst meat grinders that that are on offer. Yeah, not a good fate. That's not. Um, so, uh, penal legions, I didn't really give, like, specific named regiments. There's a bunch, but I didn't really want to go over them. 
Next, we're going to talk about Ogrins. Now, Ogrins are not a regiment in themselves, but you can sometimes find them in different Imperial Guard regiments because Ogrin are a series of human, of like subhumans. Like, they're basically humans that evolved on like planets with higher gravity. So they're like bigger and muscular and tough, tougher, but they're also dumber. <laughs> Wow. And usually they're kind of like, they have the intellect of like a child, but then they have, you know, massive amounts of strength. Damn, this guy looks cool. What is, what is this? It's Bane, but in space. Uh, he's, he, it's called the Bulgrin. Bulgrins are like melee-oriented ones. So, like, they have a very basic understanding of tactics. So a lot of times what happens is that... um the usually the commissars handle them and it's funny because the commissars don't don't treat the uh the the ogren the way they treat the regular guardsmen they treat the ogren kind of <laughs> kind of like kids like they're they're nicer and more gentle with them they're just like and like because the, the ogrens have like a very childlike mind so they're kind of like oh okay the emperor wants us to do this we'll go or like, oh wow! If I if I do that, it'll make the emperor happy. It'll make the the like they think the emperor is like their dad or something, and they think that the commissar is like an extension of the emperor talking directly to them. Oh my god, that's so sad and cute at the same time. So they excel at close range combat, frequent frequently closing in to stab or beat their enemies to death with bayoneted. Ripper guns or grenade launchers. A ripper gun is like just a giant auto shotgun because like they're dumb, so they can't really aim. So they just give them shotguns or grenade launchers so that it's like you know, volume of fire is accurate by itself. <laughs> That's like one of the best logics, lo lo logic, logic, logical ways. Yeah, they wouldn't arm a child. <laughs> they're used for like shock troops. So like if it's a siege. Sometimes they're the first men to go into the breach. Or, like, let's say you're fighting orcs or chaos or whatever, like an army that has a lot of melee focused troops. The Ogryn might be like sent forward to kind of like um, screen the enemy while all of your other dudes can like shoot. Uh, the other, the other main like subhuman that the, that the, uh, Imperial Guard uses is the Rattlings. You mean the Scraven? No, 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 no. They're hobbits. Oh my god. So they're, they're like small dudes. Uh, very light. Very quick on their feet. And they're kind of like used as like scouts and snipers a lot of the time. Here we go. Uh, but sadly, they get discriminated a lot because, like, they look very, very different from regular humans. Oh God! They're, they're literally hobbits. Look at them giant feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're giant. Uh, they also oh, get God. used a lot in, like, uh, in like behind the lines kind of, uh, um, what do you call it? Kind of roles like cooks, quartermasters, like. Usually, whenever the regiment has like its own little black market, you'll 
you'll most likely find the fucking ratlings handling that. God. I'll kind of, uh, I'll kind of skip this Arskrin slash shop troopers because pretty much every regiment will have their own like unique, like elite troops. You know, like they'll have the best of the best. It's kind of like, yeah, I feel like I would be a broken record if I went back to like each kind of regiment and like talked about it, or if I even like made a full thing about it now because. A lot of regiments just follow the cars, the, like the Cadian version of it. Anyway, which is basically you take an elite group of veterans, give them better armor, give them a hotshot last gun, and then you deploy them wherever they're needed. So that's kind of a thing. Oh, so at least it's simpler that way. Yeah. So I think that 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 covers most of it, because uh, as I said, it's like very general. Uh, there's so much room for variation that I think that being too specific would be a a disservice to them, you know, because, like, there's just so much to choose from. There's so many options that, like, there's no, you shouldn't go, it, it, I, I found it was easier to speak about it generally. Now, I got some, uh, I got some really cool Imperial Guard characters, though, if you're still game. It's only, yeah, like, let's go. So yeah, let's let's try to wrap it up. I can wrap it quick. So now the you can wrap it. Can it do it? No, I'm not gonna wrap it. You know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Now, uh, guardsmen, as as with every faction, they have like their their most important. They have their characters, like their most famous ones. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just like the space marines. Yeah, but I and I kind of narrowed it down because like there's just so many. I kind of, I'll be honest, I picked some of my favorites. So, uh -huh. but the one that's required is Alanius Pius. He is a mythic figure and is the patron saint of the Imperial Guard. Damn. Alanius Pius is said to be the lone guardsman that stood between the traitor Horus and the mortally wounded Emperor. As Horus grandstanded and mocked him for his devotion to the Emperor, Alanius stood his ground, bayonet fixed. Horus then slew him with his newfound chaos magic. But this act opened the Emperor's eyes that Horus was well and truly lost to him as a son, allowing the Emperor to finally slay Horus in turn. So so the story of like the Emperor and Horus, right? You got yeah. Emperor versus Horus. Horus can't bring himself to kill his favorite son, and Horus is like beating the shit out of the Emperor until finally the Emperor is on the ground, mortally wounded. Now the story it can differ. Some say that it was like a lone space marine, some say it was a custodes, uh, some say it's a guardsman, and also some of the newer lore that they're trying to push is kind of confusing and fucking with it, so I, I don't want to touch on that. But the known mythos in 40k is that a lone guardsman named Alanius Pius on the bridge of the Vengeful Spirit, he he put himself between Horus and the Emperor and was like, no, you, no, I, I will serve the Emperor. And like, that's the fucking inspirational, that's where like the most inspirational image for the guard, for the guard is like, 
Damn, though. I mean, if you're fighting like a 10 foot tall man, I- I'd shit myself. Like the idea, dude, the idea of just like, yeah, fucking um, Horus is there. He's literally killed the Emperor, and you're just like, no. Oh, so cool though. So cool. Or like, what 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 strikes me is like, oh, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> fuck you, Horus. Yeah, like with me. For the Emperor. <laughs> For the Emperor. Uh, next we got Ursacar, Lord Castellan Ursacar Creed. So, Damn, that's so hard. <laughs> this guy. His Bro. model his model's a little old, so it doesn't always look great. But this is generally what he looks like. They kinda Man, he looks like they definitely went for like a Winston Churchill inspiration here. Yeah. So, Ursacar Creed is a master tactician and is the was like the lord of Cadia. He led the planet to victory time and time again against the forces of chaos. During the fall of Cadia, Creed both coordinated the defense and the eventual evacuation as the planet crumbled around him. He was last seen forced onto a Valkyrie against his will because... Uh, Abaddon the Despoiler was trying to kill him, and like his Abaddon. soldiers, his soldiers forced him onto the Valkyrie. Like Creed was like, "No, I want to fight." However, he is fight. yeah. However, he is currently not present among the surviving Imperial forces of Cadia, with rumors that have that he has been taken by the Necron Lord Trazen the Infinite as an addition to his collection. Ah, uh, Trazen. Dude, you he, mad bastard. He's a thing in himself. One of the... Bro. <laughs> all, some of the memes from Creed, apparently from the tabletop, one of, are hilarious. Apparently in the... Back then, Creed was like super broken because he had a skill called Master Tactician or something where you could hide a recon unit on the map and like bring it into action on a turn... And then you could, the way it was written before was you could designate any unit to be a quote-unquote recon unit. Oh my god. So, oh, you already, I feel like you can already sense what's going on here. So what some yeah. players would do is they would just call in a Beyblade that had been a recon unit hiding behind a bush. Like, just a Bane blade just fucking appears out of nowhere. Direction. Uh... <laughs> Like That's so bad. Fucking hilarious, dude. So Can that, you imagine if you could do that in in, uh, in Dawn of War? That was so bad. <laughs> That's what I think one of the memes I saw was like Abaddon like shaking his fist at Creed. At Creed. <laughs> and then Creed is standing next to a tree. Like a literal narrow tree that has a Bane Blade sitting behind it. <laughs> <laughs> you put the Bane Blade there and I'm like, oh god. Here we go. <laughs> uh, next, ne- another cool one. We mentioned him a little bit earlier, sort of, with the Tanith first and only. Uh, Ibram Gaunt. So he's the Man, lead. he looks so hard, dude. Yeah, he's the uh, commissar that leads the Tanith first and only. So, uh, I wrote a thing here. After successfully evacuating them from their homeworld as it was bombarded into a lifeless rock, 
he led the division during the Sabbat World's Crusades. A notably even-tempered and even-compassionate commissar, Gaunt leads from the front, relying on inspiration rather than fear to, to lead his men. Uh, like, so he, he's known for being like a really good fighter, but also like a very kind of calm and kind commissar. That's rare. <laughs> Wait, let me pull up a quote for him, from him or about him. Ah, uh, here. I am a commissar. I am empowered to deliver justice wherever I see it lacking. I am empowered to punish cowardice. I am granted the gift of total authority to judge in the name of the emperor on the field of combat. He said this before executing his uncle. <laughs> executing his what? His uncle. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, he has this actually, this other quote that I think is like a better thing about the the, the character. I have a reputation, Modi. A reputation as a fair, honest man who treats his soldiers well and supports them in the face of darkness. Potentially, that reputation makes me soft. It seems I understand failure and forgive it. Some, like, commis like Commissar Cowell, believe me to be a weak Commissar, not prepared to take the action my rank demands. Not prepared to enforce field discipline where I see it failing. I am an Imperial Commissar. I will inflame the weak, support the wavering, and guide the lost. I will be all the thing. I will be all things to all men who need me, but I will also punish without hesitation the incompetent, the cowardly, and the treasonous. Oh my god. That's so badass, dude. He he he's actually in this unique position in that, like, while it isn't uncommon for sometimes a commissar to take command of a situation or a unit of men, he's the only commissar that has been leading a regiment consistently for a long time. Because I mean, who else is gonna lead the damn regiment? That 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 yeah. regiment's not gonna get any new new officers. So I mean, they are the fir first and only. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next we got Commissar Yarick. So he's an expert York, uh, York, orc hunter, known to the orcs as Old Bale Eye and the Old Man by the people of Armageddon. Uh, Colonel Yarick, the guy that fucking ripped off someone's Commissar Yarick. Pala, that's a that's a typo. Oh, Colonel. Commissar, Commissar Yar, the guy with the like cybernetic eye. Yeah, and the or and the the work the claw. So he frequently leads dude. his men to victory against the masked orc hordes. He's known for wielding an orc power claw, and he has this ongoing rivalry against the war boss, Gazgol Maduruk Thaka. Uh, there we go. Yar, he's so badass, dude. This is the guy I showed you before that has like a yeah. of, a very derpy model. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's oh my god, best. that face, dude. That face is not great. But he is pretty damn good. Like it's pretty damn badass. That's what he is. Fucking ripped out an orc Still uses it. Yeah. His his deeds and accomplishments are like too many to list. So like I think I could say that. Basically, time. basically we could just say he's a badass among badasses. <laughs> You know, if you read Gazgul Nagarukthaka the right way, it kind of sounds like Margaret Thatcher. Can you not? Uh, I mean, Can you not? 
That was it was written in the in the eighties. Yeah. So the next one is. I don't understand what I. Uh, anyway, I'll just ask you later after stream. Okay. So the next one, as you can see, this is a really long block of text, but this is because. It's oh my a, god. It's about one of the most famous, but one of the most memed on, um, characters in the Imperial Guard. All right, let's go. This Sounds is like a treat. It is Sly Marble, the one-man army. The legendary Katachan jungle fighter with a kill count in the tens of thousands. Who he truly is and his and what his backstory are are a mystery known to nobody except for his commanding officer, Colonel Troutman. Some say he is the only survivor from ten brothers conscripted and sent to fight the war orcs on the planet of Ryza. All were killed except for Marbo, who returned with the severed head of the orc war boss. Others say he is the lone survivor of an Eldar raid on an isolated guard outpost. The reinforcements arrive to see Marbo standing alone in the camp, drenched in Zeno's blood with an archon impaled on spikes in the camp square. Either way, Sly is a ghost, silently appearing to lend aid to guardsmen or ambushing whole enemy units by himself. Missing patrols, ambushed convoys, assassinated officers are all a common occurrence when facing Sly Marbo. It's even rumored that he has destroyed a Bane Lord Chaos Titan single-handedly, but separating the man from the myth is an impossible task at this point. So this is the guy. It's the fucking Rambo. I mean, okay, Sly Marbo. Who plays Rambo? Sylvester Stallone, my guy. Sly. Marbo backwards, Rambo. So yes, literally, Rambo is the inspiration for Sly Marbo. Um, his um his um. his model is a little derpy. That's why like there's the joke that he's just always screaming. His <laughs> I mean Sylvester Stallone's always fucking screaming. His newer one though. This newer one looks so good. Yeah, this that looks cool. It's like it's a homage. It's like fucking. Action movies, my guy. Oh yeah, so he's he's the <laughs> he's the fucking Katachan. He is the most Katachan of all the Katachans. But he he's, he's like Katachan supreme, pretty much. Um, so he's literally Rambo, the one man army. Like, there's stories where of him like hunting Tyranid lictors for sport. Uh, there's stories of like he destroyed an entire Chaos warband because he. He he blew up the valley like he set charges on the the mountain overlooking the valley of the warband camp and he blew it and the entire mountain fucking crushed the army. Uh, he's killed multiple war bosses. He's killed a titan. Uh, during oh, this is one of my favorite. During the thirteenth Black Crusade, entire encampments were discovered empty. Their inhabitants slaughtered by headshots fired by an unseen assailant and well and blown up by well-placed explosives many fleeing for their lives ranging from cultists to the bar the corpses of heretic astartes nobody really knows what happened to these chaos forces while many in the guard speculate that it's the work of sly marbo <laughs> Like, 
You know what? I'm, I'm so annoyed that Why? one. Why? In Warhammer, there's a, there's a Sylvester Stallone Rambo reference, but there's no fucking Snake Plissken reference. Saddens me. Well, it's oh, man. oh right, yeah. There's so, no guy from Escape from LA and Escape from New York, but you have like fucking Sylvester Stallone, and oh. you don't you don't even have like John Claude Van Damme. That'd be great. Oh, don't worry. There's there's at least some Judge Dredd. We'll get to that later, like in a different episode. We'll get to the Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Yeah, so he's he's kind of like the fucking Chuck Norris of their their universe. That's why you like um, the stories of his exploits have grown. Well, the stories of his exploits have grown so outlandish that Astra Militarum Command has ordered that reputate repetition of the following anecdotes about Marbo is punishable by rea by reassignment as a plasma gunner. So it's kind of like. The official name for Exterminatus is Sly Marbo. Uh, <laughs> Sly Marbo threw a grenade and killed five orcs, and then it exploded. The was it the 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 fastest way to a man's heart is with Sly Marbo's blade. Oh my god! Uh, Sly Marbo sleeps with a pillow under his his gun. Uh, he's described as a literal killing machine, though. Like some of I think I don't think he's appeared in a book, but he's appeared. Oh no, he's appeared in some books, and he's described as like silent. He never speaks. Like you give him orders, he just nods and then like disappears into the jungle. Um, for those times that like he's on a ship and like traveling to the next war zone, he's described as being like a killing machine on low power settings. He just kind of sits there and stares into nothing. Like, <laughs> um, apparently, sometimes he follows Katachan units through the jungle to like protect them, and they say that like it's a it's it's the highest honor to be stalked by Sly Marble. <laughs> the highest honor to be stalked by Sly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, literally, it's just, like, a lot of... It's just fucking, like, like Chuck Norris jokes, you know? Except it's Sly it, Marvel. It, it, it's, 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 it's the demeanor of Sylvester Stallone as John Rambo. But with the demeanor of, like... <laughs> with the jokes of ch- the invincibility Chuck of Chuck Norris. Norris. Like, no, what? wait. Wait, I figured it out. What? There is a fucking snake plissken in it. What? It's the fact that he's fucking quiet. Oh, that could be it. That could help. Dude, he even has um um Debo so I mentioned his commanding officer is Troutman. And right in the Rambo yeah. movies, uh Rambo's only commanding like friend and commanding officer is Colonel Sam Troutman. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a bit on the nose. Wait, I just um, want to sneak two more great. in, dude. A Katachan no, devil no, no, no. once stung Sly Marbo. After five days of agonizing pain, the Katachan Devil died. Oh, a Katachan Devil is this like giant centipede thing. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That lives on Katachan. It's like imagine a scorpion the size of your car. Ah, uh, pass. And it's an ambush predator. Spass, a hard pass. And, and they're shit. they're super aggressive. They've been known to attack tanks. 
<laughs> Bro, what? Uh, flag armor wears slime marble for protection. <laughs> Fucking Chuck Norris memes, dude. Man, I'm sad, sad that Chuck Norris memes kind of died a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, getting older. Uh, okay. Oh, here, I think you'll like this one. He's an interesting character. Um, Caiaphas Kane. A hero of the Imperium, a complicated figure, sometimes a coward. A commissar that consistently had low marks at the Scola. Kane was the oh type to never shirk his duties, but always did them reluctantly. While he always, <laughs> while he always did his best to try to avoid combat, he inevitably always found himself in dangerous situations and always came out on top. He rarely executes anyone, instead consistently giving out warnings and light discipline, not in the uh, in the hopes that the guardsmen around him are more inclined to keep him alive. So, uh, so here, here's the the one that I like, like the depiction I like. I don't like where is it? I don't like this depiction of him being like this massively muscular dude, because that doesn't really fit the personality of him being kind of a bit of a coward. So the whole thing with Caiaphas Kane is that like he 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 has like the world's worst imposter syndrome, like he's just kind of like. He'll be like, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be on the front line. I'll just uh, head over to the capital city, and like stay safe there. But then when he's in the capital city, he like accidentally uncovers a gene stealer cult, or, or he's like, oh. it's like, oh, I need to go to this isolated command. Was it? Oh, instead of the front lines, I'll go to this isolated command post to like get some R and R. And then it turns out the command post is like built on top of like a necron tomb or something so he ends up having oh to my god he he like <laughs> literally he was known for having very bad grades at the school during training except for like sword fighting and um athletics his man this guy's like a walking meme dude he is like um i'll send you a video later but like one <laughs> like uh, like one of the memes is that like he he just wants to he he's like he's like we can't keep getting lucky like this. I I'm gonna die eventually. Why am I still alive? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can just imagine like he 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 instead oh oh you're being uh you're being uh sent to this uh isolated paradise planet and then he finds like. A nest of tyrannies, and he just eradicates them all. Like, like he'll still fight. He'll he does have people he cares about, but a lot of the time it's just kind of like, why am I here? I didn't want to do this. Or it's like, sir, amazing work. You killed the enemy commander, and it's just like, uh, I ran him over when I was trying to retreat. But thanks. <laughs> I ran him over as trying to retreat, but okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a good soldier, but he just, I think he just wants to live. I think it's like, imagine, imagine like a regular soldier who fucking, uh, he, he stumbles and drops a grenade, but then that grenade happens to like, kill an enemy general, and he gets given the Medal <laughs> of Honor, and he's like, uh, thanks? No, no, I think the best way to put it is just like, 
he 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 tries to kill himself, like shoot himself in the head. No, he doesn't want he to kill himself. It. He wants to he wants to live. He doesn't want to be anywhere near the combat. Like uh, no no no, that's a change. Like he 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 wants to like put a warning shot. Example, he he puts out a warning shot for the orcs. He ends up killing the war band. Oh, exactly. Like he kills the war boss or something, or, or yeah, like... like by accident, or like he. He 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 goes like he goes on a scouting mission because scouting mission you don't really have to do combat you just have to scout the enemy team, right? Yeah. What if he like he went on a scouting mission with with some of the, his guy his guys and later he's just like he panics or something because he sees chaos space marines and he breaks their thingy. He's he's killed a couple of chaos chaos space marines although like. It's kind of a loose definition of chaos space marine. It's more of of killed. It's more of like a couple of a bunch of the times where he's fought chaos space marines. All he's done is kind of like block their their sword, like engage them in a sword fight, and then he has his assistant Colonel Jurgen uh, shoot the distracted space marine with a melta gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. So that's Caiaphas Kane. He has a lot of books very interesting i highly recommend like checking them out now we move on to the smartest ogrin nork deadog so nork deadog is like one of the most famous ogrin i think he's akkadian and uh he's known for being incredibly tough he's one of the smartest ogrin because he can count to six and he knows basic tactics. Oh my, you know you had me for a second there. Like, one of the <laughs> smartest ogres. So it's like, oh, he can actually stop, fucking talk or, like, give commands and oh, command he... his ogren brethren. And no, 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 no. He can count to six. He can count to six. He also knows basic Fuck. tactics. So instead of, be, like, a regular ogre and just being like, go there, he's like, ah, go there, then go there, and then come back. Like, that's the kind of... Oh, my God. Uh, and then, this is what he looks like. If you'll notice, he has this little uh, speaker thing on his shoulder that has a commissar yeah. hat on it. So it's basically... Yeah. The commissar rigged it up so it's like a little Vox speaker. Because I think what happened was his original commissar, like, died. Like, his original oh. commissar, like, died. So Nork went on like a rampage and like absolutely slaughtered a lot of enemies so now um so now i think he thinks that like the voice on the vox is the emperor speaking to him through his dead commissar oh my god so when they give him orders like that's how they uh how how he understands it oh that's um this is a much better mini i think this is like uh Someone definitely custom made this. As you can see, like this is kind of like what they were trying to depict, like his original commissar that died, and so like he had to. That's why he has the little speaker. God. And the last one I wanted to like touch on a little bit is Lord Solar Macarius. Why does he sound like a rock band? So. Lord Macarius was the Lord Commander for the Macarian Crusade, slash some people call it the Macarian Heresy. So the Macarian Crusade is kind of the only time since the 
the the end of the Great Crusade, where the Imperium has taken back planets. So he led this crusade to claim a bunch of new worlds for the Imperium. However, um, what happened was they reached kind of the edge of the Astronomicon. They reached the edge of known space, and his men were too afraid to to keep going. And so he turned back, and then he shortly died, and then everything went to shit because of a power struggle with his generals. Sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Literally, Alexander the Great was what Great. they were going for with this guy. Isn't that fucking... looks like the sergeant from Halo. Like, why is he in this bit? This photo? I know. So yeah, he, he oh, looks wow. really cool. He's got like the golden war gear and stuff. The the oh, that's so helmet. cool. Yeah, that's Alexander's great, alright. For sure. He looks so good. Um some say he he was just like an amazing tactician. Some say that like some of the Emperor's power like flowed into him. That's what and he made him like a living saint for a bit. Uh in oh fact. man, using the living saints in, in, in Dawn of War is just so fucking terrifying. It's super OP. Um, but not as terrifying as using the Chaos Space Marines and summoning a demon. Summoning a demon and a demon prince. So, yeah. So bad. I think. Yeah, that's it. There's just, there's so many other characters that we could touch on, but I, I felt there was... But it's like... Might as well, like, kind of, let's, let's keep it kind of... Shorter and sweet. <laughs> Isn't that like your motto? No, dude. I'm fucking tall and like gruff. And... Oh, we're the same height. No, dude. I'm like 5'10". Oh, right. I'm 5'8". Never mind. No, it's okay, King. Don't worry about it. Doesn't Shut up. <laughs> you drop this king instead of a instead of a crown. It's like a it's like a vape. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was the Astra Militarum slash the Imperial Guard. Um, so what did you, would you, how do you feel about it? Do you, do you like them? Do you think? They're more useful than the Space Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fighting words, but you know what? I mean, Chad, Chad, Imperial Guard, literally. I mean, I mean, uh, there's so much I could go on, but in, in, in a tactical sense, yes, the Space Marines are useful in heavy combat. Or, or like they're they're like special forces, you know, like surgical strikes. Special forces, obviously, you're like they're like a specialized, specialized. But, but the 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 heart and soul of the army is there. It's imperial guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the meme I was telling you about. It's like two ultramarines oh, no. talking to each other. Why do we have to fight for mere mortals? We are wasting our troop potential. Fuck this. Let's give ourselves to the ruinous powers. And and then a commissar talking to some guardsmen. The planet is literally falling apart. You will stand your name and you will stand your ground in the name of the emperor. Yes, sir. Fucadia, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, fucking the planet broke before the guard did. <laughs> that's, that's so that's a really cool. Yeah, I've always liked them. Um, I mean, just the fact that like they are regular. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Chad Imperial Guard, I die so in humanity may live. Um, yeah, they they <laughs> they, they... What? 
<laughs> she wants this toaster. Uh, so yeah, they the fact that they are a unaugmented humans that stand against it just makes them more badass, dude. Yeah, like it makes them stand. Oh no! <laughs> I don't. I never really read the Gods Go Ghost book, so I don't really know who the bearded guy is, but. Uh, there was a sergeant. I think it's like try again, brag or something. He like carries a, a he basically carries an M two like an M two Browning with him. But like he's he's a terrible shot, so he always misses. That's why he's called try again, brag, and that's why they gave him machine gun. God. Yeah, uh, I like just like the fact that you know they're unaugmented humans that are standing against the batshit insanity. That the warp can throw at them, or the orcs, or you know any number of horrible things that can kill you immediately. Like pretty good. Man, people are hard, dude. Oh, I've been looking for this. I think this is a page out of um, the Guardsman's Uplifting Primer. So it's like, it's basically their propaganda booklet. It's like this one telling them that Tyranids are usually very small, very weak, and have very dull claws, or that um, orcs are very cowardly and don't like and are weak in melee fighting. Yeah, here. Why? Guardsmen versus cultists. Guardsmen. Equipment. Efficient. Standardized. STC compliant. Including the blessed last gun. Cultists. Motley assortment of poor quality. Hive-made weaponry like auto guns and stubborn and stubbers. They're 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 removing the fact that there's they have magic. Motivation: Guardsmen need only a single steely glare from a commissar to leap into action. Cultists require endless litanies, speeches, and threats in order to act. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Today, that was the Imperial Guard, the Astra Militarum. Uh, I think we tried to cover it. It's just a very wide net, and I didn't really want to... Um, I didn't want to go into too many things in detail, or else this would be like a fucking four-hour, you know, fucking uh, recording, you know? Um, so Jonas likes to death court Krieg. I... Yes, I do. I kind of like. Much so. I like the Catachan. I will never paint them. Um, Cadians, I think, are pretty dope. Because, like, dude, painting faces and flesh tones. Fuck that. Oh, never mind. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> Although Deathcore Creek, yeah, they're completely covered up. So why not? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so that was today's episode, and I think for the next one, we'll take a look at Chaos, I feel, because... Uh, the people who play instruments. <laughs> oh, so much. But, because I think when it comes to factions, we have what we haven't covered yet are the, the Tau, the Tyranids, and Chaos. And, well, there, there's also sub-factions like the Sisters of Battle and stuff, or the Mechanicus. But, ah, the uh, Mechanicus, I, my I, two favorite things. <laughs> the Sisters of Battle and the Mechanicus. 
I think that those can wait. Those can wait. And I think it's better to cover Chaos before some of the others, because Tyranids, you you end up kind of just talking about, like, Tyranids really have no story on their own. All of their story is built up off of, like, their interactions with others. And talking about the types of Tyranids is kind of what that would involve. And the Tau, while they are a faction, they're a very small faction. So I think I think it's okay to put them off for later. Sorry, Tau fans, but we're doing chaos first. <laughs> That's the fun part. It's chaos. Well, I, I like the Tau because they try to be nice. Yeah, uh, that's not. I just don't understand why they're called fish people, but we'll get into yeah, that properly. Yeah, it's like why? Why are they fish people when they have hooves? <laughs> Aren't they horses or something? I guess. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Talk um. So thanks for joining me today, Jonas. It's a pleasure. Go Deathcore of Krieg and praise the Omniscient. Praise the Emperor. Um. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by and listening. And uh, once again. I'm Parker. Yeah, that's Parker, and I'm Jonas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good night, friends. Bye.